0: Get it and welcome to the Women's Footy Podcast. Today, this is a coaching call with Christy Landwehr. CJ, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Jacob. Thanks for having me. So, l-
0: tell me a little bit about your footy career. Where have you been? Where you're at, and then eventually we'll get into where you're going. But yeah, what sure. got you into footy?
1: What got me into footy? Um, I think kind of throughout my life, I've really, I've really, I've been into footy. Obviously, there were peaks and troughs but it really started the year before COVID hit um, I was at uni and I'd kind of strayed away from team sports at school I was doing just lots of individual you know gym running that kind of individual those kind of individual sports and I really missed the team side of sport um, and that camaraderie that you feel when you are with a team so I went with a friend to her footy club in Melbourne, um, Old Melbournians footy club, part of the Waffa, and i that's where I had my first footy experience. I had never played, before, um, never played football before. Um, I was a soccer player growing up, so I had played team sports, but never AFL, so that was in 2019. That was my first um, footy experience, and I had one training session, fell in love with it, went back, and um and it's taken me to three different states around Australia and I've loved every second of it so um yeah that's kind of how I started to get into footy
0: <laughs> yeah that's cool so you'd say that you got into it for the social side of it
1: yeah um social side of it and I guess the competitive nature of it. it was a bit of a booming and still is I guess a booming um women's sport so um yeah, just the rough and tough competitive nature of footy, um, heaps of running and I love running. So that was good. And I felt like it was a really, it was one of those sports that was really good for overall athleticism. There wasn't one part where you had to be the strongest, you know, skills versus speed. Um, you have to kind of be able to do it all. And that's what I really liked about footy and what kind of drew me to footy.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because that's the one thing that I always talk about with football is what is the one thing that you do more than anything else when you're playing a game of footy and it's running. So it's a running-based sport, but it's crazy because it's, it's there's so many components of fitness. So if you look at the different components of fitness from speed, power, agility, uh, muscular endurance, muscular strength, flexibility, coordination, balance, football is so much of that. And if you only just – narrow down on the running it's every form of running you've got from like a 10 meter sprint through to the lactic acid type of repeat efforts mm-hmm. and then you've got the aerobic running and there's so much it's such a versus it's, it's such a dynamic sport I've been putting this ebook together and I'm trying to on like how to you know best put together a strength and conditioning program for a football player and it's There's just so much to it. The eBook has ended up becoming massive. There's like 17,000 words because (laughs) there's so many different components to it. So when you say you like running and that's one of the reasons why you like footy, what is it, what's your favorite type of running? Is it the speed? Is it the repeat sprint ability? Is it agility? Is it long distance running?
1: Great question. I think growing up, I was more of a longer distance runner than a sprinter. So I was always doing those cross country type competitions at school. Um, but I feel that as I've gotten older, I definitely have more of an appreciation for speed running as opposed to longer distance running. Um, I just feel that I feel more like, like the endorphins you get when you're going quick is just unlike anything else rather than more of the, the endurance side of it, obviously you have to have endurance for footy as well but I really like the quick take off speed style running so um, yeah, that's probably my favourite type of running so that interval interval running and the repeat efforts that you need to do at footy and I guess the combination of gym and having strength in your body that also um, facilitates the ability to do those repeat efforts I think that's something I've learnt so much over my footy career Uh, and that's probably one of the biggest things is really how much the gym complements running and how much the gym can complement how you can do those repeat efforts in in a footy game.
0: Yeah it's like music to my ears to hear you say that because I talk (laughs) about this all the time that the strength underpins your ability to be able to do what you're going to ask of your body in the conditioning and so you've got strength and conditioning and then within your conditioning is where all your, your speed training is, your agility training, your your running tra- training. But the strength underpins that. So to hear you say that is just so nice to hear because sometimes you have to really like convince people that they need to be doing strength training. And often people just go and flog themselves like a dead horse doing like laps after laps or, you know, interval sessions you know, pushing themselves really hard in the conditioning but then not doing the the strength and the, the strength is really important to being the foundation for being able to continue to run or be able to continue to do sprints and, or even simply to be able to sprint, kick a ball, jump, mm-hmm. mark, all that kind of thing. So Absolutely. let's go back. So tell me, you said you played soccer growing up. What other sports did you yeah. uh, play growing up?
1: Oh gosh, I did a bit of everything. My school was really good at Giving you a taste of different sports, so we had a program called GSV, which was Girls Sport Victoria, and um, it was you versed other girls' schools in your area. But every month there was between three and four different sports you could choose from. So sorry, every month, every term there was four, three to four different sports you could choose from. So um, I did everything from swimming to athletics to hockey, tennis one term I think I did. I was terrible at tennis. Um, even water polo, I think there was a term where you did water polo. So you had a bit of everything, but the consistent sports that I played was soccer um, and rowing. My school was a rowing school. So I did that from years seven to 12 as well. So those how much of much those fun.
0: sports, I don't know about the rowing, but how much of those <laughs> sports influenced you in football?
1: Um, So obviously rowing being a water-based sport, very different environment that you're doing a sport in. But a lot of the, it's similar to football in the sense that it is a whole body sport. So you have to, you know, you have to have, Everything, Upper body strength, lower body strength, ab strength, everything. So um, that, I guess, was complementary and I had a pretty good fitness base from rowing. Um, but soccer being the obvious one, being a ball sport, um, lots of agility and footwork required in soccer. So um, I think playing soccer really helped me naturally kick a ball while the diet like I guess the mechanism of the kick is different which I had to unlearn a lot in my first year um ultimately that team sport and that like yeah I guess the fitness from from soccer was a big influence in why I loved footy.
0: I imagine with the rowing just the strength that you would get from that would be incredible which would transfer over to footy as well as the cardiovascular endurance yeah. so there yeah. are probably some really key things that would make rowing beneficial for footy.
1: Yeah, and gosh, the ergo, sorry, the rowing machine. I am still triggered. It's a love-hate relationship, (laughs) but when I do get back on on the rowing machine, um, yeah, it does feel pretty good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So you grew up in Melbourne, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, from Melbourne.
0: And you said you've played footy in three different states, so obviously Victoria is one. Where's the other two?
1: Yeah, so I played three years in Victoria and then moved to Darwin 2022 for the 2022- 2023 season and then I went and played in Queensland earlier this year for the quaffle 2023 season so now I'm back in Darwin so doing doing the season again in Darwin but yeah Victoria Queensland yeah. and Darwin
0: <laughs> so what brought you up to Darwin initially?
1: Initially I went on a holiday to Darwin and it was one of the only places that we could get to during COVID. So it was a holiday destination for Victorians. Um, we managed to escape up to Darwin for a week and that was in the dry season. So caveat with I fell in love with Darwin in the dry season. And then I had played footy in Victoria with a girl who who played um in darwin and she mentioned that the seasons were opposite and i thought it was a great way to keep playing footy um keep playing footy and live somewhere different somewhere com- i guess opposite to melbourne and so yeah I packed my bags and moved to darwin with the purpose of playing footy um, yeah there was a couple of you know it's in the wet season up there so very different to when i visited but <laughs> i absolutely loved it <laughs>
0: Now, I know the answer to these questions, but I'm going to ask them anyway. Who did you come up and play football for in Darwin and who, are you continuing to play for that team?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I play for Nightcliff Tigers and in Nightcliff and I am still playing at Nightcliff. Absolutely love it. I wouldn't go anywhere else.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think the opposite season of Darwin to, you know, the rest of Australia is really good, particularly for female footballers, because I think one of the biggest things for female footballers is to get as much game time as possible. Uh, Not as many females play football growing up. And like you said, you only started in 2019. And so I think there's a bit of time to catch up there. And while, you know, getting stronger and fitter is great for improving um, your your football performance, you know, you just have to simply touch the ball. You have to, you know, play the game you have to be you know doing the skills kicking hand passing marking bouncing and you need to you know be out there playing the game to kind of understand the way the game unfolds and all that so I think particularly for a female footballer the opposite seasons of playing in Darwin for you know half the year and then anywhere down south the other half the year is really really beneficial how have you found going back and forwards you know playing back-to-back seasons?
1: Yeah, I um, and that's exactly one of that's probably the biggest reason why I moved to Darwin because where before I'd moved, I'd only played I think something like thirty games, so really not a lot because the seasons are shorter um, in the women's leagues as well. So I only played about thirty games, and like you said, the best way to improve is to just get your hands on the ball, playing as many teams as you can against as many different people. In as many different positions, I guess, around the field and in different situations. So I think I'm up to something like 70 games now, but I've played across, yeah, back to back seasons. So um, I found, honestly, the best pre season I could have ever done was coming to Darwin and playing in the wet season. The humidity is just unlike anything else, and it really, it really built a strong aerobic base for me to be playing in other states um but I find it's really enjoyable to go back-to-back seasons and bizarrely enough I find that my body doesn't hurt as much in the warmer climates as what it does down south so I'm gonna stay north of Australia <laughs> um for as long as possible um for my body but also just yeah for the lifestyle and um, for the love of it too so yeah
0: yeah, the heat acclimatisation is a big factor, obviously, but you know, definitely in improving fitness. And AFL clubs you know, go and do it. Sometimes they go to altitude and they might go to Colorado in the US. Mm-hmm. AFL clubs have come to Darwin in the past and trained up here for extended periods of time. That training at uh, in heat generally sort of will last you a few weeks when you go back. So it's not going to last you the entire season, but it means you've got a bit of a head start on those other players down south where you can then you've now got a higher platform so instead of starting at say you know like let's look at a five part five point vertical scale instead of you know coming in at level one you're at level two or three and so then when you go back down south and you continue to train you're training from level three as opposed to level one kind of thing i, I don't know if that analogy makes sense no but
1: absolutely it, yeah
0: yeah so you get that little jump you know in particularly aerobic endurance like you, you mentioned aerobic so, yeah, I, I agree. I think doing, the, well, even just playing, being here for the three months, the first half of season pre-Christmas is really beneficial. And then if you can play the whole season here and then you go down south, I imagine that players would be generally fitter. Do you notice much of a difference in the North, the, the season in Darwin versus the southern season in your own fitness levels?
1: Um yeah I mean I felt like I when I went to Queensland I felt like I was I didn't really need to work on any of my fitness on any and any of the fitness side of things I felt like the running and all of that was very the running type of running I was doing was very similar to what I was doing in Darwin I could do it easier in fact in Queensland than what I could in Darwin just because of that hum- humidity difference so um yeah, I definitely feel like it helped, and I was able to run out games no problem. And even felt like, yeah, it was somewhat easier to run out a game in the southern southern part, like in, in Queensland, than it was in in Darwin. Um, yeah, so yes, you're not dealing with twelve pm games, thirty eight degrees, and <laughs> in Queensland Ridiculous. in the winter. <laughs> yeah. So you
0: mentioned playing in Queensland. Uh, what in in the QAFLW? Uh, yep. What team are you playing with?
1: I played with Bond, um, Bond University, uh, in, yeah, the 2023 quarter season.
0: Didn't you just win a premiership
1: <laughs> Yes, we did. Yeah, it was very exciting. We won the won the premiership um, against Astley. So, yeah, it was – I've never played in a grand final before, never won a grand final before, um, so it was a pretty special experience. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Um, so – what's next what's uh where where you're at where are you at now and where what's next
1: so right now i'm in gold coast um and i actually saw the bond girls last night um they started pre-season so that's very exciting so they're up and running um but i am still playing at nightcliff in darwin and we're about halfway through the season now so uh, we're just about to start versing all the teams again and um, we'll have a break for Christmas and then the season will continue from January to I think the grand final is scheduled somewhere mid to end of March. So a few more months to go in the NTFL.
0: Yeah, and how's it all looking there with Nightcliff this season? Yeah,
1: good, good. We've got a new look, Nightcliffe, got a new coach um chana miller coached for i think about five years um and she's now moved on to an awesome role at ntfl so um we've got um rocky we call him rocky he's our coach and um he's awesome um we've also got it's darwin so teams are so um in and out and people come up and leave so quickly so it's um we've got a few new girls that have come a few new recruits and yeah, we're doing really well. I think we're, we've got, we've got a solid game plan. Just got to stick to it and then we, sh- we should be right.
0: <laughs> what do you mean by that? When you say we just have to stick to it?
1: We just have to keep consistent. Um, I think that's the biggest message when you've got new girls in, um, you've obviously got old girls who've been there for a while, change in leadership, change in coach. It's all an adjustment. Um, slight change in game plan and then you've got new girls that come into the mix and everyone's you know got different abilities different different strengths different weaknesses and I guess just figuring all that out and then sticking to the game plan that you've got that that benefits your team so a couple of our strengths you know we're quick um we're really good in contests so our game plan kind of centers around those two things and um making sure that we we Run and run and carry the ball, Um, but you know some weeks you're going to have off weeks. Some sometimes it's harder to execute those type that structure. Um, But if we can do it consistently, like we have the last few weeks, then I think we'll be okay.
0: (laughs) What's been the big difference between Shannon and Rocky as the head coach? Has there been any change, much in like game strategy or even just like approach to? training game whatever what's been the biggest differences between the two coaches
1: yeah um well i guess biggest difference shannon was a female and Rocky's a male <laughs> and um males and actually females, on that do you know
0: so different yeah, yeah do you notice much difference between
1: male and female yeah absolutely i think um yeah i think so but it's really hard to explain <laughs> yeah. so um yeah, I think I think the biggest difference is, um, I think Sha- like Shannon was in the was coaching for a, a few years for five years, and she has an amazing legacy at night. they've Built the club up to playing in a grand final over five years, and that's no small feat, obviously. Um, but and obviously we have different strengths last year than what we have this year um, with different girls coming in. A lot of a lot of the same girls, but also some some new recruits that have come in from interstate and from other teams in the NTFL. Um, But I guess the game, game structure, game plan, I guess is loosely the same. I think speed was also a strength of ours last year and we had some really strong bodies in, in the contest, but it's just, I guess, taking that up a notch um, this year and making sure that we are like executing it like one, one step further. Um, I think Rocky and and Miller both can see saw saw the same saw the same um, possibilities with the team and the same potential with the team and we definitely wanted to remain consistent between seasons um, and just keep building but um, yeah I think we've taken it one step further this year with with exactly how where what what our aim is each game and obviously it, it'll change depending on which teams they're versing and where their strengths lie we'll adjust a little bit but ultimately. Um, yeah, playing our game plan is is where we want to be, what will we want to be doing consistently every week.
0: You sound like you've had media training, the way you've answered those, oh, these really? questions. Really? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Very well spoken. Um, so whereabouts are you sitting on the ladder at the moment?
1: We're four of eight teams, I believe. We just versus TARS the weekend. War- Waratahs just gone, um, the weekend just gone, and we were on the same amount of points, and we, aren- we unfortunately lost to them. So um, I think we're sitting on about twenty points and, a- and in fourth position.
0: So can you win the grand final this year? Oh gosh, um,
1: absolutely! <laughs> yeah, that's the
0: media response that you need to give. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so well answered. So
1: much confidence in the in the girls, the <laughs> team, everyone. Yeah.
0: Um. So obviously Waratah, well not obviously, but Waratah played in the grand final and lost last season. So they're a pretty yeah. good team. So to go down to them is, mm-hmm. you know, not a bad effort. But yeah. who are the teams to watch out for this season?
1: Uh, well, Pint won last year. Um, they're as strong as ever. I think they have had a few a few girls leave from the from last year from their premiership winning side, but um, no doubt we they've. They've got reinforcements. Um, we versed them in round two, and it's round seven, so I probably should remember the game better <laughs> than what I do. But um, they beat us um, in that game. I think it was only by a point, though. So we're we're right about there um, with them. Um, and then the other team to watch is Saints, and they're top two at the moment. So um, Saints have a pretty good pretty good team. Um, we lost to them by. Under ten, I can't remember exactly what it was. Under ten points in round one, um, and we'll verse. We're actually versing Saints again this weekend, so big game. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I'm actually going to start doing some running sessions at the athletics track at Marara on a Wednesday at five thirty pm. I haven't spoken to you about this, but you're allowed to come and Anyone who's listening <laughs> can come. I know that I've got uh, one of the pints girls coming down, probably with a group of them. So might be a good opportunity to, to come down. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bring a we'll do some running mechanics stuff <laughs> and we'll uh, also do some running for anyone that wants any extra running. Um, awesome. So what's your personal goal? What's Where do you want to go to with your footy?
1: Personal goal is, I think, just to keep playing at a high level for as long as I can. Um, I have really enjoyed playing in different teams and, um, and playing at, I guess, like, I guess the highest level before I, um, before AFLW, you could say, because I guess they're state league competitions. So I've played yeah, a season in the VFL in Vic for Williamstown, um, and then in the NTFL Tigers, and then Bond in the Queensland League. So I guess just to keep playing at a high level, and I really just want to be the best that I can. Can and the most consistent player that I can be for myself, but also fill that role for the team, um, and just be someone that is reliable and someone that everyone in the team can trust. To when you know when the time comes, I can play my role, do my do what I need to do for the team, and and contribute. Um, because there's no better feeling than getting to a premiership and feeling like you've actually genuinely contributed to that team and that side. So just want to want to do that that's my biggest goal
0: <laughs> yeah that's cool so after the ntfl season with Nycliffe, then are you heading back down to the gold coast to join bond again and try and go back Ooh, to back
1: good question i i think so yeah i think so what would you do if you didn't <laughs> if i didn't i would i've always had it in my mind that i'd love to do a dry season in darwin so that's the that that's the the only other thing um but After seeing the girls last night, I already have FOMO, so I think I'll be back, (laughs) absolutely,
0: to Queensland. You might be able to line up some kind of like fly-in, fly-out opportunity, even if it's not every (laughs) week, but, yeah. (laughs) Oh, it sounds really exciting. Um, Mm. CJ, thank you so much for your time today on the Women's Footy Podcast. I wish you all the best for your future. Best of luck this season with Nycliffe. And if you go back to the Gold Coast, best of luck with Bond or wherever you end up. Thank you so much for coming on today.
1: Thanks, Jacob.
0: (laughs) See ya. Bye.